Hello, thank you for tuning in Geeksters for another exciting episode of My Geeksters Rideshare and Delivery Driver podcast. Now, if you're hearing this for the first time, this is a podcast exclusive for Rideshare and Delivery Drivers. It's all about making gig workers more smarter and safer on the road. Now, this episode in particular is a continuation of the interview we had with one of our community champions, Riz. And the first part of this episode is in another episode or in another one. So you can check that out where Riz talks about his journey into rideshare. He talks about why safety is important. He also gives tons and tons of tips of how to handle unsafe situations and generally how to be smart with your rideshare experience. So check that episode out. And this is a continuation of that interview where Riz goes on further to share about how smart you could do the ride share and also delivery driving and some of the tips and hacks that will help you maximize your earnings. And also from his point of view, how can you do this in a way that will help you move forward? So check this episode out and there's tons of information that was is provided us. Now, if you are here for the first time, now you could always go on to Apple Podcast, you know, Stitch, Google Music, wherever you can listen to your podcast from and search for my Kickstarters. You will have access to all the episodes that has previously been launched and yet to come. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this uh, session and uh, we look forward to hearing your feedback. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook slash my Kickstarters. This also talks about not just being safe, but also being smart. And, you know, you got to be smart around things to be safe. Like the one you said, like, you know, having a, having no cash or the driver who took to the service station. That's really a smart move. When it comes to smart gig work, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about is, is around the financial dependence that people have on these platforms. And they're constantly running against money and they're driving number of hours, number of kilometers mindlessly into the streets and into CBD, thinking that they will earn extra. But in my opinion, I think there are actually smart ways to maximize their earnings. What's your take on it? What What are some of the ways that how can you be smart in right share, for example? That's a good question. And I'm just wondering, gosh, where do I start with that? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I, one of the key things is even it happened even to a driver this morning where someone was running late to work or running late to the train and say, can you get me there? You know, I was, I'm supposed to be there five minutes ago. I'm going to miss the train. Right. However, do you want to put the community at risk by actually taking this passenger? You need to make a decision. Okay. So my theory on that has been drive to the road conditions. Okay. Never chase the job and risk the community, property and yourself. It's simply not worth it. There are people who will say to you, Oh, I got to be there for that meeting by, you know, 11 a.m. And here we are like 10.55. And I'm saying, Hey, look, I cannot get there, but I'll try my best. Again, coming from a diffusing situation rather than being saying, hey, I cannot do it, rather than saying being upfront in the face, say, I'll try my best, but I think you're better off to actually ring your client and say that you're running five, five to 10 minutes late. Because at the end of the day, we might save one or two minutes, but whose license is on the, on the line? It's your license, driver's license that's on the line. Who's going to pay the fine? You're going to cop the fine. And then if something worse was to happen, it's your life on the line as well. So therefore, think about 
and drive to the road condition. Don't chase the work and drive according to the to the speed limits and so on. Another thing is communicate with the drivers. They love to be dropped off at all the illegal places. They love to be dropped off all the time, right? Such as bus zones, no stopping places. And 99% of them understand it, but there is that 1% who get irritated and will give you a one star, right? So how do you avoid this, that one star? Once again, comes back to communication. I always say to the customers before I drop them, hey, look, I think the city, such and such street is a busy area. It's very difficult to find uh, no parking places or a loading zone to drop you off. So I'll drop you as close as possible to the place where you need to be dropped off, or I'll drop you a bit further ahead. And I have never found anyone to date who has been upset over it because I have actually communicated the expectation right in well in advance to to their expectation, I suppose, as well. Um, so that's that's a kind of a so communication is a key point there. And other smart ways are basically about whether you so everyone sees this map going red. Hey, let's get in, let's get in, let's chase the surge. You go to when you get closer to the surge, the surge is gone. Why? Because there's hundred drivers already in that same spot, right? So my point is basically never ever chase the surge. If you happen to be in the area, thank your stars that you're in the area, and then count on your blessings and hope your next trip is a surge trip. Because there's no guarantee that just because you're in the surge area that you will get a surge trip either. One of the things that I've also seen is that riders have become smart. When they see that the surge price, they actually wait till the surge goes down. And then you, the drivers are constantly complaining, saying, hey, I was in the surge area. I never got a trip. That's because how I believe I may be wrong here. But my belief is that when, I, when, I, when users open the, or riders open the app, the system thinks there's a surge, but it's actually not a surge. Or the riders are waiting till the surge goes down. Some other points um, going back to how to be smart is before you venture out into the busy areas, cities and so on, know your area well, your local area. Get used to it you know? because you need to familiarize yourself with, because there are so many rideshare companies out there. Each app is performing differently or the, the options that are there on the screen is different. Some have, you have to slide the bar, some you tap at the screen, and it, it, it works differently. So know your area well, get used to the app, then venture out, pretty much become bold as you get along. Rather than don't try to go into the city all the time and then shoot yourself. Stick to the, to the main arterial roads, know your arterial roads quite well, and do not rely on the GPS. Because some GPSs, you know, they, the back end is a different mapping altogether. So they may show you different routes. And sometimes there is traffic as well. So knowing and with upfront pricing and all the sort of things that have come up where there's a fixed price that's being paid for trips, you need to be quite smart as to which route you're going to take. So knowing your arterial roads does help. I'm not saying that every, you know, a driver is going to know every, every street on every suburb, but knowing the arterial roads does help you how to get there. And of course, then when you're in that suburb, then you, of course, rely on your GPS to guide you to the closest point. Now, this next point is a, is, is a, is a big one, or one of my pet topics, really. What sort of insurance has the driver set up? 
I find that quite a lot of the drivers are taking private insurance rather than a business use. So that's a key one because I don't know how about the, the, how the other rules in other states work, but in New South Wales, if you go into the, the roads and traffic uh, or what's now called the uh, roads and maritime services, they always suggest that you, your registration of the car has to be business. Now, some, some of the drivers say, oh, I only drive only 20% of my time or two days a week. Should I still take it? But one of the things I have actually repeatedly gone and asked the, the government agencies is, do you still need to take business? Do you need to register your car as a business? And they said, yes, because otherwise your CTP or your green slip is invalid. So the consequences of, of actually taking private usage for your car opens you up to a, a big risk out there. And when it comes to the, your car and your own property, also make sure that you take rideshare insurance, not simple not simply private usage comprehensive insurance. That doesn't cut it either. So my point is whether you drive part-time or full-time, make sure it is end-to-end set up as business insurance all the way. So registration as business, green slip, is, green slip provider knows that you're using it as a business, and your right share company that for in case your car meets with an accident, you get have to get it fixed up, is also set up as a business not as a private comprehensive insurance or third-party insurance. Because if you were to hit another car, an expensive car, you know, you can be up for a lot of money. And I don't know how true this is, but I was told way back uh, when I started that uh, one of the drivers was not insured properly and he had to actually sell the house to compensate. The, the, the passenger actually did go initially to the, to the rideshare companies and the rideshare companies wrote the hands off and he was ended up with the bill. So set it up properly. And remember, even though you're working for another as a subcontractor or as a driver partner, you're setting up a business because the government expects you to set it up with your ABN. So run it as a business and treat it like a business. And also be tax smart. So this is one of the points, Benji, that you touched on about the taxation aspects of it or the financial aspects of it. Be tax smart. And my point is, most of the expenses are tax deductible. So don't, don't skim. It's not worth skimming. Initially, you might think it's a higher cost, but it is still worth it when you compare it against the risks of uh, being in this business. And lastly is if you're not happy, let's say the customer is standing in a no-stopping no place or any illegal place or a bus zone, just cancel your job, move on. Don't go and pick up the rider in an illegal spot and cop the fine. It's not worth it because you might make three, $400 a day and a fine in Sydney will be easily close to $300. So you know, that, that day's income is gone. And also in some cases, you may also lose points as well. So always think about that license of yours. Yeah. Wow, Riz, you have given lots of gold up there. Lots of tips. I, I was just trying to make a point of all of that. It's like, that's really nice. Thank you so much. How are, we, how are we going for time, Benji? I hope you have not taken a lot of uh, time and, uh, you know. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm sure drivers out there are listening to this episode are saying, yes, yes, yes. I like that. I like that. I like that. So they're not going to like look at the time for sure. You've given some really nice yeah, uh, tips, Rizwan. And thank you so much for, you know, openly sharing your experience. And uh, I don't find, 
I think the, generally the driving community is very open to share tips, learnings, and their experience with other drivers because that's the way this community can look out for each other and move forward. And I thank you for being a good example and leading that in a way. So thank you for all of that that you've shared. And I think there's some really good things that people who have just started Rideshare or who are struggling with Rideshare and unable to figure out they could definitely take some of these key takeaways and then implement it. It's a job, it's a business, it's about doing it smartly, it's about doing it safely. This is coming This is coming towards the end of this episode and I think this was one key question I've been waiting to ask to you. This platform where lots of young and new people who have less experience are coming into this workforce, from an experienced point of view, what is that you have, what is one piece of advice or recommendation that you would give to these new people who are coming to this space? So rather than me giving one piece of advice, I'll give you a few. That's I like, like, I like more. <laughs> give me more. <laughs> okay. So many people think that, uh, okay, you can come into the gig economy simply because the entry entry point is quite, um, quite a uh, easy entry point, actually, to be frank. Right. Because the entry point is at the easy, they think, oh, this is going to be an easy job. My point is, do not consider it as a full-time job. Especially to the young people who come in, do not think that it's a full-time job. Consider it because my experience is from a financial awareness perspective and being an ex-accountant myself, is that if you're a student, yes, maybe it will help you. If you're a part-timer, it will help you. But if you're a full-time person who need, who's got a family and so on, then you, the, 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 the amount of dollars that you would make might not be enough to survive. It is a very good side income. So whenever I'm being asked this question by many a rider who asks me, so how long have you been doing this? Okay, over four years. Oh, do you do it full-time or part-time? And I say very, very much part-time and it's holiday money. I don't consider it a full-time income. Yes, it is, you know, everyone loves a bit of money, and, and as a quality, it, 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 I refer to it as holiday money. So yes, it helps you to do a few things on the side. Uh, however, if you're coming new into the market, see where the ride share is for you. Try it out. Don't go outright and go and buy this most expensive car and say, hey, I'm going to make heaps of money. And then, you know, end up with a massive loan and you hate ride share. So go and hire a vehicle. See whether you like it, whether you like the people interaction. Because it's not only just buying a car and putting it on the road and picking up passengers. It also has many risks as well, such as driving many hours during the day compared to say you're going and doing a nine to five job where you go to a place of employment, <clears throat> you're not doing, you're doing completely something different and then you're coming home. But here you're easily talking anything between could be four hours, could be 10 hours, 12 hours. You're working, you're on the road driving. And by that end of the day, your concentration also has to be right up. Why? Because you're taking a piece of machinery on the road. You've got to be aware of what's happening on the road as well. So talking about you know, getting the car and all those sort of things, ask yourself, do you enjoy driving and being of service? If not, I'll be very blunt here. This job is not for you because you've got to be driving. You've got to love driving. And once you get that hang, like once you're doing that, money is secondary. And also the thing is that don't make it another job, uh, like another chore. When you enjoy driving, you actually pass on positive vibes to your passengers as well. And you'll enjoy it. And if you enjoy the customer interaction, then money comes, flows in automatically. And, and you know, the ride share being 
right share there are the ups and downs some days or even people who are doing delivery some days they want to eat outside or they want to order in the food and likewise some days there are drive uh, right share people who want to go out some now it, we are coming into the winter months and people will say hey it's too cold i don't want to go out so you got it say so there are ups and downs in the industry so therefore do not rely or on right share as the mainstream of income one more point or a few other points is never accept to drive customers for cash because one thing is you, they may take it they, they may get you to do the drive and they say thank you very much i'm not paying you a cent and the other thing is it's against all the right share company policies to, to, to accept cash unless the customer tips you that's a separate, separate matter the other point is also put away money for your tax obligations gst and your income tax put away money do not shop party with the money that you get and then be penniless and wondering how the hell am i going to pay the tax department because that's another costly exercise when they start hammering you with interest so just put away some money think about a rainy day put some money away especially the tax obligations yeah and the other thing is if you want to make money don't rely on one right share app work on multiple platforms so because time is money keep yourself busy when you're on the road and work across multiple apps yeah so finally my point is do the right thing don't shoot yourself on the foot <laughs> very good have happy ride sharing and happy delivery how <laughs> <laughs> uh, good thanks thanks thank you so much a really 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 privileged to have you on the show and where you got to share so many things about safety smart work and also tons of tons of tips and tons of uh, things that you would want any ride share and delivery person to do so thank you so much for sharing this one thing that i noticed while you were talking with me i did a bit of stalking on your social media and i found that you also have or you also have this thing around dash cams can you quickly in a minute or two quickly tell me what is that gig about and uh, i would i really want uh, drivers to know about you know other streams of things that you're doing so what is the thing about dash cams that you're doing I think at the beginning of the podcast uh, Benji I did mention to you saying that uh, I went in for cheap dash cams and I found that the footage was not good or they do not uh, record for long enough so I kind of uh, spent a bit of time amongst many other ventures that I'm involved in and I've affiliated with a kind of a company which actually helps to who actually provides high quality dash cams it's a brand called Vantru they also provide a very extensive uh, warranty compared to so many other companies out there they provide excellent service and i find that their customer service is is beyond par with most other other, other uh, dashcam companies which are especially operating from overseas as well so that made me actually form a company called uh, sydney dashcam specialist so we actually market and sell the vantro dashcams and on top of that we also do installations if a driver partners require the dash cams to be installed on their cars as well so that's a little bit of about that but if driver partners have their own brand and they wish to go in for a different brand we are also happy to come and do the installation for them on their cars oh nice thank you for right share drivers out there in sydney please go on to facebook/sydney-specialist you will be seeing for his ones uh, his uh, things around there and uh, you know get used to it and uh, see if you can grab a dash cam that will help you have a more safe and secure ride share experience oh thanks for thanks for that uh, and also benji if i may uh, lastly if i may say if people want uh, to discuss or get advice about dash cams even though they may 
decide to go for it or not to go for it, I'm happy to advise them as well. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Really, thank you. Oh, thank. finally, uh, lots of information, lots of things uh, that you shared. Thanks a lot. If I have to wrap up this with uh, just one bow, and I think the key message that came out through this is love what you do and be ready to communicate and communication is key and that would help you with different situations, being smart, being actually living and experiencing right in the best way possible. So drivers out there, this is not your bread and butter, but if it was going to be or if it is, I got one tip for you, communicate and communicate and communicate. Other than that, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Hopefully you like this and you'll love to hear from more drivers. And if you wanted to be on the show and share your experience like this, reach out to me at uh, hello at mygeeksters.com.au or be part of a community on Facebook slash mygeeksters or simply visit us on our website at mygeeksters.com.au. With further, no more information, I would just say be smart, be safe on the road and see you on the next episode. Bye, Rizwan. Thank you. All right, then. Thank you for having me, Benji.